I'd like to give you a very good and warm welcome this morning to our family Christmas service. Good to see so many of you here. Just a, a couple of things just before we start. Um, just uh, if we could stay with our masks on all through the service day, even when we're singing, um, just because of the COVID rules that we're going through at the moment. Uh, the children later on will be coming up the front to sing. We're not asking them to wear masks, thankfully, so um, you'll be able to hear them properly. But if you could all stay with your masks on today when we sing, that would be very much um, appreciated. And like I said, we are hoping to have the children up on stage and sing to get back to some normality. We haven't had it for such a long time, and we're overjoyed that we can have them up here and sing in to us today. But especially as we come to our Christmas service, many of us are thinking about Christmas and presents and good gifts And how wonderful it is we can come here this morning and we can think about the greatest gift of all. We can think of the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave his only son to us that if we put our trust in him and believe in him, we can have eternal life. And I've been telling the kids this morning, that is the greatest thing that any of us can receive, the gift of God at this time of the year. So one of my greatest prayers this morning is that all of you, as you sit in this congregation today, as the children sing, it's lovely to see them sing and hear the verses that they read, but really listen and hear what they're saying and think about what these children are talking about today, and especially Mark as he gives our our, um, passage today. So we're going to sing our first uh, song this morning, our carol. We are going to start by singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sings, Glory to the Newborn King. And if we stand as we sing the first carol.
We're going to have the first of our readings now. So we're going to have Finn and Ruby. They're going to come up and give us our first reading. And afterwards, Mark's going to take the first part of our talk this morning. Oh, and Florence, sorry. Did I forget you, Florence? Sorry. Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 23. During the time Herod ruled Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. He belonged to Abadar's group. Zechariah's wife came from the family of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth truly did what the Lord said was good. They did everything the Lord commanded and told people to do. They were without fault in keeping this law, but Zechariah and Elizabeth had no children. Elizabeth could not have a baby, and both of them were very old. Zechariah was serving as a priest before God for his group. It was his group's time to serve. According to the custom of the priests, he was chosen to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. There was a great many people outside praying at the time the incense was offered. Then on the right side of the incense table, an angel of the Lord came and stood before Zechariah. When he saw the angel, Zechariah was confused and frightened. But the angel said to him, Zechariah, don't be afraid. Your prayer has been heard by God. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give birth to a son. You will name him John. You'll be very happy. Many people will be happy because of his birth. John will be a great man for the Lord. He will never drink wine or beer. Even at the time John is born, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will help many people of Israel return to the Lord their God. He himself will go first before the Lord. John will be powerful in spirit like Elijah. He will make peace between fathers and their children. He will bring those who are not obeying God back to the right way of thinking. He will make people ready for the coming of the Lord. Lovely. Thank you. What beautiful reading. Now, I believe Arabella's class have been doing some work. Can we have a look at it? Lovely. Do you want to come and stand up the front and show everyone? Is that right? Wow. Go on and hold it up for everyone to see. Wow. So what have we got? We've got the stable and it says joy on it. And can I read the verse? It says, A child will be born to us. God will give a son to us. He will be responsible for leading the people. His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Powerful God, Father who lives forever, Prince of Peace. Wow. Look at that. Lovely. Thank you very much. And Christmas is all about joy, isn't it? And the message of joy, so fantastic. And I love the star. Look at how shiny that is. Lovely. Thank you. Do you want to go and sit down? Thank you. Okay, right. Now, for the rest of you children especially, can anyone tell me who that is or was? Anyone got any ideas? Go on then, what do you think? It is a child, very good. But can anyone tell me who is the child? Oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing little whispers. Yeah? It's not Jesus. They didn't have cameras back then, sadly. We will be thinking about it. Okay. What about that one? I've shown you a bit more. Yeah? Not us. It's not me. No? Yeah, on the end? 
Prince William. I'll show you a bit more of the picture. There you go. There's Prince William. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, isn't it, imagining that that little baby is, God willing, going to be our future king. Doesn't really look much like a king, does it? Does he? Not much, not much like a king. If I show you a picture of what he looks like now, it's a bit more like it, isn't it? Yeah? Now, I was reading a story this week where Prince William, remember, future king, he went to a school. Imagine that. Imagine Prince William coming to your school. And do you know what? He ate some food in the canteen. He was having it. And apparently he had roast chicken and cauliflower cheese. What a meal for a prince. There you go. And people were excitedly chatting to him. And this is, this is what the head teacher said. Everyone was very excited. As you can imagine, those who had a conversation with him especially, it probably made their day, if not their year, to have a conversation with the future king. Can you imagine the future king coming to your school? Or what about, imagine, imagine if the future king was to come here. Or imagine if you got a letter, for example, that said, um, shall I open it? Matt, what does it say? Royal visit. His Royal Highness, Prince William, is coming to visit your church today. Be arriving shortly. Oh, okay, well, we need to get ready, don't we? And uh, this is awful. There's, there's like, we are not ready for a king. We are not ready for a king. Can I have some help? Do I to get some help? Quick. Yeah, thank you very much. Do you like to go around with someone else? There's like, there's quite a bit of rubbish around. Yeah, do you two want to go around? Is that alright? And um, I've noticed as well, look at this, crumbs everywhere. Oh, nightmare. Not going to be ready. Um, ah, good thing. Is anyone, is someone like to do a bit of hoovering for me? <laughs> Freddy's up there, coming in. Yeah, yeah, go on in. This has got a light on it, it's really cool. There you go. Right, I'll get it going. It's a bit noisy, you ready? There you go. Whoa! And uh, just in there. And also, you start noticing things, don't you? You start noticing all the cobwebs. Someone who to do some dusting for me. We got some. Be ready to do some dusting. No, is it going to be me doing it? Yeah, go on, Jess. Come on, let's. Uh... Okay, if you can get Ryan O'Connor, it hasn't been dusted for a while. So if you can dust that, how are we doing? We got all the rubbish. Was there any over there at all? Have a look around there. It's an awful state, this place. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. Starting to do a bit more. Oh, that looks... Oh, there's a little, little bit more there. You can't leave that when there's a king coming. There you go. That's it. Oh, okay. Don't really get that. Lovely. Thank you. Right, how are we looking? Good job. Do you get them all, Jess? Look at that. Pete will be, oh. Pete will be very pleased with us doing all that extra work. Oh, it's exhausting, isn't it, all this cleaning? Right. How are we looking? You got everything? Still going? God, it's worse than I thought. State. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. Look at all that rubbish. Cool. All that just around the building. Unbelievable. Need to be more careful with our rubbish, don't we? Now, sadly, you might have already guessed this. Prince William isn't actually coming. 
It'd be fun if he was, wouldn't it? And he, he does sometimes turn up at strange places, like the school. But sadly, he's not coming this morning. But in Advent, at Christmas time, we think about someone coming who's even more special. And I think you can probably guess who it is. Am I right? Yeah. And it's Jesus, the King. Now, when Jesus was born, he didn't really look anything special at all. He looked a bit like Prince William when he was a baby, just a normal baby, a bit like you and I looked as a baby. And uh, he wasn't born in an amazing palace. He was born uh, in a sort of place where animals had their bed. And then they, they put him in a, a feeding trough for animals. So... He was a king, but in a kind of animal feeding trough. And it it looks a bit strange, doesn't it? And his parents weren't anything special. They were just normal people. So Jesus didn't look anything special, but he was a king. And God sends someone to prepare for the king coming. And Finn and Ruby and Florence read it for us. Do you remember, you read about Zachariah and Elizabeth, and they were old, they were too old to have a baby, and yet God gave them a baby, and that baby was going to grow up, and this baby was going to grow up and tell people how to be ready for the king that was coming. Who can remember his name, this person that was going to prepare, Katie? John the Baptist, yeah, John the Baptist, that's what he did, he baptised people, he's called John. So what does John the Baptist say to everyone when Jesus is coming as king? Does he say, grab your dusters? Does he say, grab your bin liners, start clearing everything up? Does he say, grab your vacuum cleaners? No, he doesn't do that. John doesn't say, get the building ready. He says, get your hearts ready. Get your hearts ready. You see, Jesus the king doesn't care that much about what our buildings look like or exactly how clean they are. He doesn't care exactly what we wear, what we look like on the outside. What Jesus the King cares about is what we look like on the inside, what we're really like, what we're like as people. And other people can't see that, but Jesus can. Now, I'm going to show you what the hearts were like of the people that John the Baptist was speaking to. Okay, so imagine you can see into their hearts. Okay, and what's even better is we can open up their heart. Okay, and can someone on this side, can someone tell me what were their hearts like? Yeah. Full of wrong things and the bottom bit? Guilty. Yeah, John the Baptist was speaking to people who were guilty. Their hearts were full of wrong things. Their hearts were a little bit like this, full of rubbish. They weren't listening to God. They were doing things their own way. They didn't care. They just wanted to do things their own way, disobey God. And this is kind of a picture of what their hearts were like. Imagine that as their hearts. It's not very good, is it? So they weren't ready to listen to King Jesus. So, John tells them how to get ready. He tells them what they can do about their hearts. And Florence, are you okay to come up and do the next reading? So, listen to what John the Baptist tells everyone about Jesus coming. Matthew 3, verse 1 to 6. 
In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Thank you. So John the Baptist was a bit of a strange person, wasn't he? Et locusts. Have any of you eaten locusts? Yeah, you have. And honey. Honey's nice, isn't it? And, uh, and he had a message for what people had to do about their hearts. And the message, does anyone hear what it was? It was quite near the beginning. Anyone hear what the message was? Began with R. I know you've heard this word before. Yeah. Repent. That's what John the Baptist said. Basically, what he was saying is you've got to say sorry for the wrong things. You need to change your mind about the way you're living. You've got to start listening to what God's saying and do what God's saying. That's what John was saying. And you know, a lot of people did that. A lot of people listened to John and they said sorry to God. And they were baptized by John, showing that they were following God. And they confessed all the things they were doing wrong. And in part two, we're going to be thinking about how we can be ready for the king. That was how they could be ready for King Jesus. In part two, we're going to be thinking about how we can be ready for King Jesus. Thanks. Okay, we're going to sing our next uh, carol now. It follows on from uh, what Mark was just uh, speaking on. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. And especially this line here, let every heart prepare him room. So our second carol.
we're going to come to God now. We're going to pray. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we're able to come here this morning. We're able to hear this message about you. We're able to sing about you, this great and wonderful news. And as Mark was talking just then about a king, Lord, not many of us in this lifetime will meet a king. But one day, each and every single one of us in this room will meet a king. And Lord, we will have to give an answer to our lives, Lord. And I just pray that each and every single one of us sitting here, in here now or listening at home on the live stream, their hearts will be prepared to meet their king. We thank you so much that at this time of the year, Lord, we can hear the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we can see your hand at work in all creation all around about us, but you gave us the greatest gift, your only son to come down to earth, to be born in that stable, to live amongst us, to set foot on this earth, to sit and eat and drink and laugh and cry with his people. Yet he was sinless in every single way and he taught us to be made right by God. He told us that we had to be um, asked for forgiveness of our sins and that the only way we could do that is if Jesus laid down his life for us. Lord, we pray that as we come to many things this Christmas and we, we might go to different carol services or different events in churches, Lord, Lord, help us to open our hearts to hear these messages that are spoken. Lord, may these messages not go in one ear and out the other. May they not be in vain, Lord, but may they be life-changing. Because that is what the gospel is. It is life-changing. It gives us new life. It gives us the most enjoyable and joyful life that anyone could ever have. Lord, we just long as these children come into our Sunday school week by week, They hear and um, learn and sing of your good news and we just pray that it will go into their hearts and into their lives and that they will want to follow Jesus all the days of their lives. And Lord, we thank you that at Christmas time we can enjoy great gifts and we can enjoy times with family and friends, but we do pray that our minds will be focused on what the true message of Christmas is and that is of the Lord Jesus Christ's birth. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for for these times where we can meet together as friends and families in church and we can bring these messages to you. But Lord, we think of of this year that has gone by and Lord, we think of good times we've had and we also think of sad times. And we especially at this time bring to you um, the family of Steve. Lord, such a a wonderful Christian brother that we have lost um, this week. Yet Lord, as we think about what has happened this week, Lord, our minds focus on Steve's life and what he meant. And we think about how many people's lives he touched. Lord, he believed in you. He had faith and trust in you. He knew that good news that we are speaking about this morning. And now he is enjoying his time with you in heaven, Lord. Lord, we think about how he taught here in Young Life, how he taught at um, the camp and led for so many years, and how many lives he touched. And we thank you for that. Lord, we just pray now for, for Christy and the family at this time. We think of the boys and Imogen. We think of all the brothers and sisters, Alan and Jean, the brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws too, as they are mourning. Lord, there are no words that we can speak that will make anything any better for them. But we are so comforted to know that, that Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, works in people's lives and gives them peace that only you can give. And we thank you for that. So we just pray at this time that you will be with that family, that you will give them comfort, that you will give them peace, and that you will give them time to to come to terms with what has happened. But just remember that Steve's life was not in vain. He was a true believer, and he is now in glory with you, which is far better. Heavenly Father, we just pray... um, 
Again, for now, we just pray as the children continue to come and read that you'll be with them. We pray as the children sing that you will open up their, their voices as they sing and they praise their mighty God. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again that you are the light of the world. And when there are dark times in this world, you can shine your light in it and you can guide our path. And we thank you so much for that. Lord God, I just pray that you'll be with Mark as he continues to bring this message to us. And again, I just pray for everyone that is sitting here or listening online. Sit up, hear, listen to these words that are being spoken. They will be the greatest words, the greatest news that you will hear this Christmas time. They are words that are powerful, they are words that are true, and they are words that can change lives. And we thank you for that. Amen. Okay, the, um, the children are going to come up and sing now, so I'm going to bring the children up on stage. So, Arabella's class, would you like to come up on stage first? Just stand at the front here, if you come down here a little bit. Henry, this way a little bit. There you go. And Sue's class, would you like to come up? There you go. If you come in here. Just in, next to them. Can you come to the front a bit, that's it. Here you go, Charlie, here. Can we have Gwen's class? Would you like to come up? Excellent. Now, we have got some um, children missing today, but I know that they are um, with us online, so I really do encourage you, if you're at home and you're watching, we're missing you very much, but we're, we, we know that you'll be singing along with us. So as we sing... And you hear these children sing here on stage. It would be lovely to know that you're singing as well with us. So the first one we are going to be singing now is um, For Unto Us a Child is Born.
singing, O Little Town of Bethlehem. The children are going to sing the first verse, and then when the second verse appears up on the screen, if you all would like to stand up and join in with us and see if you can sing as well as these children are today, see if we can compete with them. Okay, we have our third and final reading now. We've got Molly, and then Mark's going to come up with part two for us. The Lord himself will come down from heaven. There will be a loud command with the voice of the 
archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Super reading, Molly. Well done. So, John the Baptist gets people ready for the King Jesus who is coming. And he tells them they've got to get their hearts ready. They need to turn to God. They need to listen to what God's saying. They need to say sorry. And lots of people listened. Lots of people listened to John the Baptist and did what he said. But you know, Molly's just read to us that the Bible tells us that Jesus is coming again. He's coming back. And he's not coming as a baby this time. He's coming as a mighty king. So, how can we be prepared to meet the king? How can we be ready? Freddie knows, up in the gallery. How can we be prepared? Well, in exactly the same way as they were when they were there with John the Baptist. Exactly the same way. We need our hearts to be ready. But the problem is, is that our hearts are like the people's were back then. They haven't really changed. This is what my heart is like. And this is what the Bible says all our hearts are like. Filled with rubbish. And if we look at some of this a bit more carefully, we see, for example, that it says selfish on there. Maybe we're a bit selfish sometimes. What about this one? Being greedy. It's ironic, it's on a low-fat food thing, but still, it's uh, greed. Something we maybe struggle with, we're greedy. Let's see what else we can find. Anger. Maybe, Maybe you get angry quickly, and you should be more patient. Do you find that sometimes? You should be patient, but you get angry really quick. Yeah, you're not alone. Sometimes you try that. What about this one? Okay, this one says laziness. Laziness. Maybe some of you struggle with that. It's not not a good thing. Okay, this one says pride. Not not in a good way. Being proud, thinking you're better than other people. Uh, it's not a good thing. But a lot of us tempted to feel like that sometimes gossip gossip when you're talking about other people behind their back and to be honest it's often not very nice things you wouldn't really want people saying those things about you but you don't mind saying them about other people because it's maybe a bit juicy okay I think that's most of them but there's other bits in here maybe you can maybe you can think about what you could write on here. Think about what your conscience is telling you at the moment, about what sort of things are in your heart maybe that other people don't know about. See, our our hearts aren't great. We like to think of them as good. There might be some good things there as well, but there's a lot of stuff that is not good. And, And here's what we do. You see, this is what we all do in life. See, Jesus comes as king. This is Jesus's. But what we often do 
is we often take that and we say, oh, I'll have that, thank you, and we put it on. And we make ourselves the kings or queens of our own lives. And we say, I'm in charge of my own life. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't want to listen to anyone else. I don't want to have to do what anyone else is telling me. I want to do what I want to do. And sadly, that's what we do. But what we should do is we should give this back to Jesus and we should say, sorry, this is yours. We don't deserve this. But here's the question. Why Why would we give this back when it means we have to listen to what Jesus says? Why would we want to follow Jesus when we could just do what we want in our own lives? It's a big question. And I'm going to give you three very quick answers. Okay, and these are for the adults as well. Three very quick um, answers. But the first one, it's mixed up. What a pain. But children, can you help me unscramble it? Why should we want to have Jesus as our king? That was lightning quick. Yeah. He can help us. Absolutely, he can help us. You see, Jesus can help us deal with the biggest problem that we have. And in fact, Jesus is the only one that can help us deal with this problem. See, Jesus helps us deal with this. He deals with all our guilt and our shame and our sin. He's the one that deals with it. And I'm not particularly liking having this reminder around me at the moment. The problem is, is I can't get rid of it because I'm here and obviously I'm kind of speaking to you. So, Susie, could you, would you be alright to take that and put it in the bin? Thank you so much. Oh, what a relief. What a relief to have it gone. I couldn't do that because I've got to stay here, but isn't it so good when someone just takes it away? And that's what Jesus does for us. Freely, generously, he takes it away from us. And he doesn't just go and put it in a bin like Susie's done. It, it, it cost him his life. He had to die. And remember who Jesus is that we're thinking about. Jesus is the king that we're getting ready to meet. And Jesus is the one that dies for us. Wow. It's big. So Jesus can take away our sin. If we repent, if we say sorry to God, say, Jesus, please take away our guilt, take away our shame. And Jesus says, yes, I'll take it because I've paid for it with my blood. So, why would you want to have Jesus as our king? Because he can help us solve our biggest problem. What about this one? Which child can help me with this one? Uh, Yeah. He is good. He is good. Jesus is a good king. He's not a tyrant. He's not a bad king. He doesn't use his power to crush us. He's good. He wants what's best for us. And importantly, he knows what's best for us. And in fact, the Bible says, it says that actually if we follow Jesus, that's how we know true happiness. And just quickly for adults, those of you a bit older, sometimes we struggle with this. Sometimes we, we think maybe in the light of this week, we can think, how, how can God be good? Sometimes in, in your lives, you go through dark valleys and you think, how can God be 
good. But you know, he is good. And he's trustworthy. And if you look at his life in, in the Bible and you see what he's like, and you look at him throughout history, you see that he is good. And we don't always understand things, but he is good. That's why we want Jesus as our king. He is good. And finally, to finish, what about this one? That was really quick, yeah. Wow. He is powerful. He is powerful. You see, Jesus isn't just a king. The Bible says Jesus is the king of kings. So even Prince William, when he becomes king, will still have to bow down to Jesus as the king of kings. You know, the Bible tells us that one day every knee will bow before Jesus. Every single person will bow before him. He is over all things. He's so much more powerful than us. And that is why, that is why Jesus deserves this. Because he is powerful. He is the king. He is worthy to be worshipped. And so this Christmas, as you think about all the other things going on, I just want to encourage you, really, to think about who Jesus is. He's not just a baby. He's now the king, the king of kings. And I just want to encourage you if, you, if you feel like you've got to the point where you've realized that you're wearing this, I want you to, I want to encourage you to hand it back to Jesus and say, Jesus, you are the rightful king. Our lives are yours and we want to follow you. We're sorry that we've not done what you've said in the past. We're sorry that we've rebelled against you, but we want to follow you now and we want to do what's right. So, just a little thought for this Christmas. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Mark. That's something to really um, go away and think about, isn't it, today and over this um, Christmas period. We're going to sing our last carol now. I've got the words up. We're going to sing, Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. We're going to stand to sing our final carol.
just before I close in prayer, a, a couple of notices. Um, we do have refreshments afterwards. We've got some uh, drinks and mince pies that they will be served outside. Um, so if we can, on this side, if we can filter out from the back through the back door here and this side from the back out through the main foyer, it'd be lovely to have many of you stay behind and mingle, have some food with us and refreshments, but we will be mingling outside, so that'd be fantastic if you stay with us. Also, this coming Christmas Day, we have a, a Christmas service here, and it'd be wonderful to see all of you come to that. You're all invited, you're all very much welcomed, and how wonderful that would be to, to come on Christmas Day, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and celebrate that and sing and hear a message about Christ's birth on Christmas Day. So you're more than welcome to join us here for Christmas Day. And one other thing, I'm not sure if we've got the slide, we've got, we've got um, a Hope Explored course that is going to be starting uh, next year. I'm, we've got um, a few that are, are signed up now and are looking forward to do it, but there are spaces on there to um, come. And I really do encourage you that if any of you are sitting here and want to know more, want to um, eat, speak and to somebody and have questions answered that you might have, please come along to these courses because all those questions will be answered. And as we're sitting here this morning and we are singing about Christ being born, he is our great hope. He gives us everything that we need, and I just really do pray that, that if you do have um, thoughts about God at all, um, that you want answered, or stirrings within your heart, please come along to that course. We'd love to have you there, and what a wonderful way that would be to, to hear and understand more about who Christ is and what he came here to do. So shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we come again this morning and we thank you so much for for that message that we have heard this morning. And Lord, I just pray that that each one of us that might be wearing king around our necks this morning might hand it back to the true king, the only king who can truly give us what we need. He can give us our sins forgiven and he can give us that hope in glory at the end of our lives. Lord, many of us carry so much baggage with us. We all carry guilt and sin. And Lord, there is only one way to get rid of that, and that is to cast it upon Jesus. And he is there, and he is waiting, and he is ready to take that sin for us. He paid that price upon the cross, and what a wonderful saviour that is. He is the only person in this life that gives us true hope for a great future. Lord God, again, we thank you for, for this morning. We thank you for those messages. We pray as we walk out of these doors, Lord, that we will really be thinking and mulling them over in our minds and really truly thinking about what we've heard this morning. We thank you for the way that the children sang so well this morning, how they sang about Jesus Christ and his birth and who he is. And Lord, as we go outside, I pray that you will give us good times as we mingle together. And I pray that you will bless the food to us now. Amen.